It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. As always, I am Bryce and with me today, it feels great. Feels great to be here. Feels great to see him, even though he's a mustacheless. Well, Charlie. I'm Charlie. You are. I, I was, I've only been mustacheless. For about nine hours at this point. Just doesn't look the same. Maybe 12 hours. I don't like it. Yeah. Like, we need we need a guaranteed period of time with the stash. And the listeners didn't even get to see it. Uh, I'll send them a picture. We I'll need, yeah, you need to, we need, you need to make a post next time. Okay. So we that we that. know it's mustache season. All right. And that should go for at, at least a week. The mustache uh, the has full to. The week, the full week, I, I should. You yeah, know, that's a great bye week thing to do. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll I'll do a video. Return it for the Niners bye week. How about that? That was the Niners bye oh, week. Damn it. Um. Okay, we'll have to figure it out. Yeah, maybe I'll do a playoff stash if we get there. It's a long way away, though. It's yeah, not it going to appease the people now. The people are speaking, and they want the mustache. I'll probably do a Thanksgiving stash. Okay, that's it wasn't that, as but it won't be as full and amazing as this last one was. This was my best stash yet. Yeah, if you started best. growing it now though, you probably would. Uh, it would still be legit. I don't think it'd be as legit as this last one was. Mm. This one was good. It was. It was it's the best I've had uh the best you, product I've put you out. You did get my, one my good picture with it, so that's good. I've got a couple Some social media members might have seen it already. Drew uh, Drew posted a couple, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Hey, now, because of Daylight Savings, it's like mustache after dark. You know what I mean? Right, right. We're just talking mustaches. Yeah, stash, stash, stash all the time. Just mustache rides. Yeah. What goes into that. Yeah. The nuances of a mustache and then the, the riding of the mustache. That's right. That's right. And how difficult it is. It is. It, right? I mean, I would assume. So what's interesting when I whenever I shave my mustache, I'm yeah, always I always go full handlebars to start. Yeah, you know, classic. Just to look in the mirror, like this is something I need to do when my wife leaves me. Yeah, or yeah, I better not do it beforehand because then she will leave me. But when she leaves me, I'm going handlebars. Yeah, it's very much a midlife crisis look. Yeah, but it's hot as hell. Yeah, I tell you, I mean. I've Listen, been, the, those few days that I had the mustache, I was beating beating the women off with the stick. I I believe it. it I was, I'm surprised you didn't have to file like uh, some sort of grievance with the town of Fuquay. I I was getting harassed. I I would believe it. Um, and it wasn't like entirely unwelcome, but you know, sometimes sometimes it goes a little overboard. Sometimes you get bribed into doing right. things you don't want to do. Right, which is what happened with me shaving the stash. Yeah. Yeah. And it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's gone. It'll be back, though. Yeah, those wives, they drive a hard bargain. They do. Yeah, I tell you. So, uh, stash is gone. Yeah. Niners bye week is gone. Yeah. Frank Reich. 
Also gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Bryce, let's talk some football. Charlie, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Um, Frank Reich is gone. Yeah. So he. We, we called we it. We kind of we kind of called it. We talked about the hot seat. We definitely called the hot seat. We didn't call when it would happen. I thought that it would happen during the season. Um, based on just would what not. I still would not be surprised if Chris Ballard does get the GM gets fired at the end of the year. Probably as well. so. Um, Bryce, I'm going to kind of go with a curveball here, and I'm going to go yeah. ahead and go with my good week, bad week right now. Okay. Good week to be Jeff Saturday. Is it? Bad week to be everyone else associated with the Colts organization and fandom. Yeah. Because what the hell are they doing? I don't know. That is so weird. Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of the press conference of like that Jim Irsay gave you. Yeah, yeah, I listened to it. It was Out bizarre. Of this, yeah, bizarre. That's yeah. like the best word I can. Yeah. I mean, it was so weird talking about Jeff Saturday has tons of experience. The dude has never coached anything in his entire life, not a single day of Pop Warner. We should probably No, he's coached in high school. No, he is not. I thought he has been an assistant coach at a high school team. Oh, well, maybe he was an assistant coach at a high school team. Maybe. Yeah, I think he's helping out at at his local high school in Georgia or wherever, something like that. We should get him a football coaching for dummies book. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have the experience. Yes, they didn't pick playing. him up off the street. He's been a consult, a paid consultant. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that means. I don't really know either. Position. Here's here's what I can say. Maybe we can see some elevated play from their offensive line. That's the best they can hope for, for because that can really improve a lot of other things. Like their entire offense. If you're Jeff Saturday, why do you say yes to this? Like this isn't just something that Jim Irsay says. You know what, Jeff Saturday, I'm gonna I'm gonna name you the guy. Like that clearly has to like a conversation was had about hey, who would we get if we do high if we fire Frank? Who are we going to hire as the interim? Well, they just let go of their offensive coordinator. We know that that guy was probably the next in charge. Do we feel that poorly about our defensive coordinator and every other coach on staff? Gus Bradley. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, what is? I don't. Not even there, the special teams coordinator. There's probably some bruised egos, for sure. Um, and when they, these bruised egos, have to like come up with a game plan with a guy who's never made a game plan before this week. Yeah, I mean, now, so now that Frank Reich is gone, there was literally no one on staff who had ever called plays at the collegiate or NFL level. And so Jeff Saturday had to go. Yes. Gus Bradley was a head coach. Never called offensive plays. Oh, called offensive plays. Okay. Okay. Offensive plays. Gotcha. So they got the assistant passing game coordinator, some 30 year old dude, me and you. So if that's what. Is going on, Charlie? I say you should ditch the NFL career and let's just go and be NFL coaches right now. Dude, well, what I was thinking today was that Jeff Saturday, who has pretty much no experience, maybe assistant coach of a high school team that probably sucks experience, really gives me hope for my my 
NFL career starting next year. Like I have well, a not your playing career. I have a chance. You think? Yeah. I think we have a better career as a coach. If Jeff Saturday can do it. Just this, think about it. All we have to do is like I've got as much go as into the league saying that we are like some offensive genius. And it's all Fugazi, right? It's all just like we just create this Fugazi around us. What is a Fugazi? Well, that's why I'm using the term because no one really knows what Fugazi okay. is. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, it's like the Matt Rule thing. It's like, whoa, that's a big, bright, shiny object. Yeah. He, he's an offensive analyst. He's a genius. The problem it's is, the Fugazi. It's the belief. I wouldn't necessarily consider Jeff Saturday this Fugazi, bright, shiny object. He was like a dude commentating. He, he was yeah, analyst. I mean, he had, an, he had an analyst job on ESPN. Yeah. he And he was, again, a paid consultant. Uh, in Jim Mercer's press conference, he was like, you know, there are things that he, I'm this, this is paraphrasing. This is not word for word. But, you know, things that he's done that's going to make him a great head coach. You know, in the game, we were getting – we could not stop this one defensive play, this one defensive lineman. And Jeff said, I can stop him. And we moved him over to right guard from center, and he stopped him. And there was another thing about like what he did when he was playing, and he was using these as examples as to why Jeff Saturday is going to make a great head coach. It made no damn sense. And then he was talking about, well, he's not going to be scared. All these other coaches are scared, so they use analytics, and they he doesn't have that fear of having been in it before. He's never been in it, so he's not going to be afraid. And use analytics. It was it was the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I, I mean, I guess there's not, some merit there, but I'm not trying to make light of this at all. But yeah. I wondered if Jim Ursay had gone back to drinking. He is sober. He's been sober for a long, uh, probably like ten years now. But it was it was that weird. Uh, and he was all over the place. Like he was literally his thoughts. He was contradicting himself in the same sentence. It was. A mess. Um, and then Jeff Saturday, when he spoke, he didn't speak nearly as long, but said something along the lines of, um, there are no expectations for me. I'm not expecting to be great or anything. <laughs> but, uh, and like, I appreciate the realistic, um, I guess you'd call it coach talk now yeah. about it. But um, it was like, Okay, so you just told everyone that you're probably going to suck and you're just going to have to grin and bear it for the rest of the year until you guys get a first-round draft pick with another coach. Or like a high first-round draft They don't pick. have a first-round draft pick. And they don't have a first-round draft pick. Remember? I mean, it's... The whole Carson Wentz yeah, thing? Yeah, the Carson Wentz thing. Yeah, they don't have a draft pick. My word. Yeah. Um. So, Yeah. Interesting to say the least. Yeah, I, the literally the thing that I'm thinking of is maybe they can just he can make a significant improvement on a very talented offensive line. They haven't played. Better. They haven't played very no, talented this no, year. But the if you look at them individually, potential wise, and what they have done in the past, they are talented. They've just played like trash. Yeah. And maybe he can turn that around. If he can turn that around, he can turn Jonathan Taylor's season around. And maybe give Ellinger a fighting like, chance. Yeah. I mean, that's about all you can hope for. Um, Charlie, in other news. Yes. I was, I was about to do the other news thing. So go ahead. Dan Snyder. 
famous or infamous owner. Infamous indeed. Infamous owner of the Washington Commanders has delegated or has asked for assistance from Bank of America to find the next owner of the Washington Commanders. Well, exactly what has happened. That is what has is happening here. But he's hired Bank of America Securities to analyze potential um, transactions is what I, I believe is what the official statement was. Apparently there's a group of people. Jeff Bezos, Matthew McConaughey, Jay-Z. Yep. Um, who else was in there? There was another famous person in that. Well, Matthew McConaughey just joined. Yep. I'm not Jay-Z. sure. Jay-Z. Those are the three that I was thinking of. And Jeff Bezos, I know, is the yeah. big one, obviously. Um, interesting that Jay-Z would join in when he's like a New York sports guy. You know, mm-hmm. but um, that could actually be bad for business. Everyone wants their hand in the money pot. Yep. And, and that's uh, what an NFL franchise is. I'm guessing finally Dan Snyder has seen the writing on the wall. Yeah, I mean, six, you know, lawsuits or civil actions, you know, it's like, yeah. Being investigated by the... Six uh, different investigations. And uh, I think it started last week. Yeah, yeah. After, that was the six. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, all right, you know. I think it's time. And how long do you think that he has been blind to the fact that everyone hates him? No, absolutely not. Okay, so you think he I think he doesn't care. His fan base hates him. Yeah. Everyone in the NFL hates him. Yeah. Okay. He's that much of a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just don't think he cares. He yeah. knows they're going to make money, and they still do. They're going to make a, a ton of money. Yeah. He bought this team in the early 90s for like like 700 million. Yeah. And if the Broncos just sold for five billion, you could argue this is gonna It'll be even more for more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the next best quarterback, right? Like yeah. they're all just gonna go for the next highest price, right? I mean, that's just what happens. So, you know, I thought when the Panthers got sold to David Tepper, that was at like three billion, and now it's like that's like old money. Yeah, old money. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, Charlie, I mean. Some injuries to take note, but we could talk about those in the game. Anything else about those two uh, ordeals? Um, I think Washington, D.C. should throw a parade the day that a sale has been announced. I think that they will. I think that they probably will. I think it's a very realistic possibility. I think that whoever is working the ticket offices of the commanders the day the franchise is sold... Away from Dan Snyder, I think the tickets office is going to be flooded with phone calls. Oh, yeah. Flooded. Yep. Uh, I do think that they probably need a new stadium as well. Um, I don't know where. I'm not I'm not the genius for that, but I know they need a new stadium eventually. Is... It's getting old. Yes. It's getting old. And uh, it's just not with the times it's anymore. It's yeah. outdated for yeah. sure. Not with the times anymore. So we did, have, we did have fun going. We did. You and I went. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, other than that, Charlie, you ready to jump into them? Let's do it. All right, Chuck. First things first, last Thursday, we had Texans playing the Eagles. Uh, Charlie, Eagles, 8-0. I mean, they're just really good, Charlie. I mean, they're, they are arguably, they are, they, they are the best team in the NFL right now. Read me what you sent me. I want you to read it out loud. About text. 
about yeah. Oh, I don't have. Be, I don't. Ha- that, all right, I'll have pull to. it up right now. Yeah. So and then I want you to say after I read it out loud. Yeah. Tell me they're the best team in the league. Now they have won eight games, and mm. that's hard to do no matter what the circumstances are in the NFL. Yeah. But we're gonna read this. Oh, I just passed the picture of my mustache that I sent to you. Yeah. Um. All right. Here are their eight wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat the Lions, the one and six Lions, by three points. Yep. They beat Kirk Cousins in prime time, which that that's Kirk Cousins where, plays terribly in prime time. He does. He's he's and he for, did that game for, for as well. Yeah, and that that is the Vikings' only loss. So yeah, that's a good win. Um, they beat the Commanders. Okay. They beat Trevor Lawrence and okay. the Jags. Okay. They beat the Arizona Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins. They beat the Cooper Rush led Dallas Cowboys. And that that Cardinals game was a three point game. Yeah. And that it was not a missed field goal. Was it a missed field goal? I, it, uh, no, that was the game Kyler didn't. Well, uh, Kyler had something to do with it. They might have missed. I think they did miss the field goal yep. to win the game. Um, then they beat the Steelers, who are uh, looking at a top three draft pick next year. Yep. And the Texans played very well, and they struggled. They in- hung in there. Yeah. Damien Pierce is a monster. He is. He, he is. is an absolute stud. And I got to say, I really like the Red Helmets. I thought they were really Yeah, cool. they were cool. Yep. They were cool. Um, yeah, they yeah, were they cool. They struggled against the Texans. So, you know. 8-0. They're 8-0. They're 8-0. That is what's most important. I, that was it. fascinating, though, when I sent you. I forgot I sent you that. That was fascinating, though, wasn't it? Yep, it was. So, I it is. their only significant win is against the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think you could judge the commies, you know, fairly. Um, you know, again, at the end of the day, Charlie, like you said, they're eight now. They've handled the business that they've ha- they've needed to handle. Uh, yes, everyone would probably like them to see and play better teams, but um, There's, NFC Beast isn't going away this year, right. so they got some pretty tough. And they can only play who's in front of them, right? So it's you know, not to mention not they will all- still have to play the Giants twice. Right. And when um, in 2019, when the 49ers were 8-0, people said the same thing. And it's like, hey, the Niners can only play who's in front of them. And they went to the Super Bowl that year. So, I'm, you know, I just wanted, wanted to point out that they haven't played uh, exactly world beaters on their way to 8-0. Oh, listen, you're right about that. But they're obviously a very good team, very talented team. They run the ball well. They pass the ball incredibly well. Um, they block well. Their defense is good. So they I mean, obviously, there's a lot to like about this team, and there, there's a reason why they're eight zero. But let's just throw that however on there for right now. For yeah, right now, that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, other than that, Charlie, I don't have much to say about the Texans. Um, they are in line for a top three draft pick last next year, like yep. we thought they were. Yep. Um, but Damian Pierce is their best player. Oh yeah. Would far. you agree? Yep. I mean, that guy is oh, a we stud. Can talk about Brandon Cooks too. Um, I mean, yes, he didn't play. Well, is he going to play? I just feel bad for him. We talked about that last week, though. It's like, you know, player don't play. Like, I, I feel bad for you, but, like, you didn't get moved, bud. All right, so what are you going to do? You're going to sit out the rest of the season or you're going to play? Hopefully, yeah, hopefully so that they can cut him. I, I mean, who knows? We, we just got to wait and see. I mean, I, I, don't, I feel like the situation is pretty clear. Well... I do feel bad for him, and it is unfortunate that the team, obviously the team told him, hey, we're going to get you traded. 
Uh, he's in the twilight of his career probably at this point, but could still make plays, would still be valuable, and they had trade offers, but they weren't what they wanted. He's still a Texan who's just not playing. All right. I agree. All right, Charlie, let's move on here. Uh, next game, not much to say. Uh, Charlie, Panthers, Bengals. Um, I'll say this. This might be a little deja vu for you from last week. Um, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon and Charlie, unfortunately, uh, not just, I don't have Tourette's again. I just am repeating that Joe Mixon had five, five Bengal touchdowns. Um, there, we will send a link out to a support group for victims of Joe Mixon and fantasy football. Um, I was one of those victims. I was one of those victims as well. Yeah. And we'll all, 57 points. If you, for some reason, left him on your bench, Drew Revis. Um, oh, God. Oh, he also left Justin Fields on his bench. And, oh. And he lost by point one point. Ah. Uh, that's painful. You can also join the support group. Um, yeah, I think I need to. Charlie, I'm excited about where the Bengals are going. This was a good, much-needed win. They're going into the bye week. Uh, this upcoming week, so hopefully they'll get healthy. I am a little concerned about them moving forward. They did lose their number one defensive back previous week before playing the Panthers. Uh, and Charlie, I know I sent this to you. I believe I sent this to you. But every single team who's played the Panthers, whoever they play the following week, the team who just played the Panthers is 0-8. And, and the Falcons... Just made that even worse last week. So, Panthers played the Falcons, right? Falcons went on, played the Chargers. They lost. That same scenario has happened for the last seven weeks for every single one of the Panthers' opponents. Isn't that wild? Interesting. Opponents? Their opponents. So, whoever the Panthers play, whoever that that team team is, loses the following week. Huh. They are 0-8 after playing the Panthers. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty wild, right? Yep. Yeah. Um I, I think it is very weird. I there's no there's no explaining. There's, right. There's no explaining it. It's just it's just one of those weird, odd things. So Bengals, you can't lose in the bye week. Maybe there they bucked the trend. I don't there know. We'll see. All right, Chuck. That was uh probably two minutes too long and we spent or, two minutes no, and twenty one. I, I got a quick question. How'd you feel about Baker? Um, PJ Walker's name, the starting quarterback move forward. I mean, uh, you can't judge Baker's playing against straight up zone drop deep coverages. Like, you know, I'm excited. You know who I am excited about is Terrace Marshall jr. He is finally starting to pop out and be first touchdown of his career. Yes, because he's been Matt Rule had been continuing to make him play second fiddle to Robbie Anderson, who, by the way, has had two or three games now for the Cardinals, has eight targets, one reception for negative four yards. Yeah, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, Charlie. Okay. No, no I agree. Um, so I'm excited about Terrace Marshall Jr. I, I don't think you can judge Baker off of getting blown out and scoring a couple bullshit touchdowns in three late. Three of them. Two of them. Okay. Well, it was zero points when he got on the field, and then oh, uh, okay, points. sorry, yeah, I thought PJ had scored the one, but yeah, um, okay, well, I just wanted to ask. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I feel like you know we've seen Baker, right? Like we saw enough. We haven't seen Baker without Matt Rule. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. 
All right, uh, let's move on. Chargers at the Falcons. Uh, Charlie, this came all the way down to the wire. I was really, I know I said the Falcons would win this game. I think they were my game pick. Uh, and I really thought they would. Uh, Drake London getting sh- absolutely stripped by Khalil Mack there at the end. That was pretty, pretty phenomenal. But I was more impressed with Justin Herbert and just being able to battle throughout this game. As we all knew, Eckler was a huge love here. If you played him in daily or fantasy, he absolutely crushed it like we knew he would. Um, I just want to say the Falcons won this game, but he couldn't hold on to that fumble recovery. The <sighs> defensive lineman picked scoop and score. Yeah. And he he didn't even get hit. No, he, he just dropped he it. Just, and that, was, that would have been game. That was literally the game, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Now, I will say Marcus Mariota did throw a pick to give the Chargers the ball to start that drive. So right. Cordero Patterson came back and looked really, really good. Yes, so that's it. That's good for the Falcons, I guess. For the Falcons, for fantasy owners. Um, what's not good for the Chargers is that, once again, Charlie, they are decimated with injuries and, once again, lost another starting guard mm. for the season. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know what it is, Charlie, but there's some NFL franchises who just are constantly plagued by the injury bug. The Chargers are at the top of the list. Chargers. They're at the top of the list. Niners, Ravens. I mean, we'll see if Keenan Allen comes back this week, but there's no guarantee at this point. That hammy's been bothering him since week one. It is a brutal hammy, apparently. I mean... He's been back and and then... And not back and then re-injure it, and it's just like, without him and Mike Williams... I mean, even Gerald Everett was dropping passes against the Falcons. So it's like their 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 secondary is not good. Yep. Okay, and they still were not. I mean, they weren't chunking their, their plays. Secondary is actually hurt the Falcons. Yeah. So I don't know. I it was this game was went as I expected that it would. Like I said, I thought the Falcons would win this game, and Charlie they they did win this game until he fumbled it and. Gave it right back, so. The double fumble risky. That's right. All right. All right, buddy, let's move on to the Dolphins at the Bears. This was a pretty good game. Uh, Charlie, I have one question to ask you here before we talk about the Dolphins. Has it finally clicked for Justin Fields? I think so. Like, I, I just. My week was so significant for the Bears and how to use Justin Fields. And Justin Fields is now got to be a fantasy lock. How do you. Do you think the offense will balance itself between the run and the pass for the Bears now that Chase Claypool will ideally start becoming more intricated into the plays and the playbook and now that they have Darnell Mooney who is good. Now they have Chase Claypool. So they can they can fit they got two good guys. Now I, I really Do you think, think they open the playbook or do you think they stick with what they're good at and just run the ball? I think they'll stick with running the ball, but now I think both of those players have an opportunity to really shine. I mean, Darnell Mooney was the best player, the best receiver in a high school offense. Like he, he you know, it it was he had no one, so they could just cover him and they could do it in single coverage, and it's fine. But now that Chase Claypool's there, take a little attention off Darnell Mooney. They can both probably shine. Um, Justin Fields, I mean, it's 
I just don't think Chase Claypool is that talented, but I think it's going to be just enough. That's all they needed to start clicking and uh, Bears fans starting to get a glimpse of what they can expect in the future. Last question about the Bears before we move on to the Dolphins. Are you worried about Justin Fields running the ball as often as he is? Now, he did break an NFL record of rushing for over 178 yards in a game. No one's done that since Michael Vick. So he broke an NFL record. Are you concerned about Justin Fields running the ball as often and frequent as he is moving forward? Um, I mean, I, I guess you could say that's always a concern for a running Fantasy-wise, it's great, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fantasy-wise... I guess it's always a concern, though. I mean, but at the same time, you got to play to your player's strengths. Um quick side note there is a player that ran for over that amount in the playoffs Kaepernick but uh that's neither here nor there just had to throw that out there um yeah I mean sure I'm always going to be worried for these quarterbacks but yeah I, I think bottom line the business is to win games you do that by putting your best players in positions to make plays. And that's what Justin Fields, that's one of his strengths Yeah, is running the ball and doing it very well. So Charlie dolphins are good. Yes, they are. Uh, Tyreek finally got back into the end zone. Jalen Waddle was incorporated. Um, but Charlie, I think the Achilles heel of the dolphins, what will get them in playoff time is their defense, right? I disagree. You think? I don't think that's their main Achilles heel right now. You, what is their running game? I uh, see. I don't know the uh, Jeff Wilson looked really good, and he, he is. Was he's. Good. It's a bad week to be Mostert because Jeff Wilson. He had. He was at like five point seven yards. He looked really good on nine carries. He had like fifty some, fifty eight, fifty nine yards or something like that. Mostert added like twenty three yards or something, but um, they haven't. They've been. They've barely touched 100 yards rushing in most of their games. Mostert is their only 100-yard rusher this year, and it was when they lost 40-13 to against the Jets. Yeah. So, when they are in a close game against these Josh Allens or the Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and stuff, how are they going to run the clock out? I, do they? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I mean, do you get Tyreek and Jalen incorporated into the run game? I, mean, I think that's a Mike McDaniel's thing, right? Like, like well, when it's not working, when it wasn't working for Shanahan, like in my opinion, that they haven't established that run game because it is Mike McDaniel. But I think Jeff Wilson will have a lot to say about that moving forward, and yeah. just the way he ran the ball, I think. Mostert might be more of a passing down type of running back. I, I think that soon. that dynamic might rear its ugly head here moving forward. Yep. All right, Charlie, let's move on here. We had the Packers at the Lions, probably the most shocking uh, game of the day. Charlie, the Lions defense awakens from their slumber. Only allowed nine points. Nine points to the Aaron Rodgers. And Charlie, Aaron Rodgers looked bad, bad. Bad. Who I we I know we haven't gotten to the Brady game yet, but who looked worse, Rodgers or Brady? There was a little bit of vintage Brady in in that game, so I'll I'll give it to Rodgers being looking worse. 
Yeah, I I agree with you. I don't I don't necessarily see the vintage Brady part of it the all. Combat, the, 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 I, 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 I'll save I'll save it till we get there. Uh, but yeah, I just Rogers looked bad all day. He's overthrowing guys, underthrowing guys. Uh, you know, missing guys left and right. I mean, the interception he threw to Aiden Hutchinson, it was like, you didn't put nearly enough air under that ball. Say, like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, not to mention, again, injury bug, Charlie. The Packers are probably one of the most decimated teams out there. I'd put them and the Chargers at the top of the list as far as injuries go. They're, yeah, everyone went out. Rashawn Gary tears in, tears his ACL. Huge loss for their defense. Aaron Jones, um, high ankle sprain. Aaron Jones, I think one of their DBs. I can't remember who it is. Uh, it's not a. It's not Jair, but one of the other ones, either Razul Douglas or the other guy. Uh, he's. They're worried that he's also done for the year, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones, Romeo Dobbs, both high ankle sprains. Like, I mean, this team just cannot catch a break. And Charlie. I think their season's done. Uh, I, I think, think this loss might have put them in the cooker. Do you think? I think it's very possible. Yes. Is it time? If that's the case, don't say it. Go ahead, though. Do you play Jordan Love? No. Do you play Jordan Love? Why? I mean, what do you have to lose? Like, if you're Rodgers, I get it, but like, you you're so pissed off, you're frustrated. I mean, I don't want to say tanking, but like you got to see what you have in Jordan Love, right? Yeah, but don't poke the bear that is always wanting to move after every season. He's going to make a lot of money next year. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be like, yeah, okay, we're we've been officially like I was thinking. The only possibility would be once they're officially knocked out of the playoffs, put in Jordan Love. But I bet Aaron Rodgers won't allow that. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I think it's a conversation that needs to be had at the very least. It's being had for sure. Uh, Charlie Lyons looked okay. Again, their defense looked really good. Their offense, meh. I think they're definitely going to miss TJ Hawkinson. And I know there's an argument to be made of like, all right, well, those targets that Hawkinson got need to go somewhere. I don't know that they do. Yeah. I, I just don't know that they do. Um, Amonra St. Brown, again, played well, well yep. well enough. But I think if it's going to go anywhere, it's probably to the to the running backs. I don't, I don't yeah, see. Yeah, I think we talked about that last week, too. Like, we thought that DeAndre Swift would pick up some. But he was, and there was a lo- Swift was on a pitch count. Yeah, so. and there was a lot of hype about, like, Khalif Raymond and yep. these other guys, and it just didn't happen. Not saying that it won't happen, but I don't know. I, just, I don't know, Charlie. I don't, I don't personally see it. Um, but it'll have to be waiting and be seen by itself. Yep. All right, Charlie, let's well, move big on. Big win for the Lions. Yeah, huge win for the Lions. Dan Campbell gets one. Yep. All right, Charlie, Colts and the Patriots here. Uh, this thing was one-sided from Dave from the first snap. Charlie, if you are a young quarterback, you know Bill Belichick is going to just throw everything that he has against you and everything that uh, Bill Belichick has. His name's Matthew Judon. Yeah. Um, who now leads the NFL in sacks this year. He was tied at eight and a half before this game, and now he leads by three sacks. Yeah. Because he had three on Ellinger. Yeah. And 
Um, but there's just, and that's that goes back into the Colts game plan. Like I saw film, and it's like one of Judon's sacks. They shifted all. I don't know who it was, but someone, either Ellinger or the line, shifted everyone to the left because it looked like they were picking up a blitz from the left hand side. Judon sitting there on the right hand side. No one touches him, Charlie. He goes straight to Ellinger, who runs for his life. It's like the running back didn't pick him up. The tackle didn't pick him up. Absolutely no one. So it was just like the Colts are an absolute shit show. We obviously don't see it getting any better with Jeff Saturday with no coaching experience at the helm. Um, And Charlie, Jeff Saturday was then quoted uh, right before he was named the head coach of the Colts. Uh, The Raiders look terrible. Who do the Colts play this week? They play the Raiders. <laughs> Who, by the way, Josh McDaniels was, I guess at one point you could say, the Indianapolis head coach, and then he resigned or receded his... Yeah, he backed out, got real weird. And, and Frank Reich was yeah. his replacement. That's um, right. This is one of the most incredible collapses of a football team in organization, really. In such a short time frame, right? That I can remember. I mean, yeah, this is ugly. Yeah, Charlie. What is crazy though is that the Patriots not because of injuries, right? A lot right. of times, like it's like the Niners went to the Super Bowl the following year. We were just at every single person injured. It is what it is. This was just. It's a little. It's unexplainable, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think it's explainable by the three quarterbacks for the last three years. But they made it to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, I, mean, well, I can't last year, but they, I mean, right? I can't explain year. how they look so bad this year. That's what I can't explain. Yeah. It's but just so weird. Uh, Charlie, what's crazy though is that the Patriots are five and four, and they're in last place in their division. That's wild. Yep. That's wild. Um, so I think there's a very real chance the Patriots don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Just with how strong the AFC East is now, I don't see it. I I personally don't see it. Um we'll see, but you know, unless one of these other AFC East teams starts tanking, which Jets get the win, Charlie, that's the next game we're talking about here. Wowzer. Sauce Garner. Charlie, kids legit. Hey, can we call him uh not just D-Roy, Depoy? I wouldn't go that far, and the reason why is this. Like, yes, he is very good. But did you see the last play of this game? Yes. That was DPI. Yes. Sauce Gardner had his fist clinched around Gabe Davis, both fists clinched around Gabe Davis at the shoulder pads and did not let him go. Like, that was DPI. This was It was crazy, Charlie, because there were several calls – just like this, this weekend, that decided a game that were bad missed calls by the referees. Really bad calls by the referees. And Charlie, if it's not DPI, it's absolutely defensive contact, right? Like this is, they told us that they were going to start calling the con- the downfield contact more often. Well, that is exactly what this was. Sauce Gardner was trailing Gabe Davis and had him clinched in his fists, like, that is, if it's not DPI, it should be defensive contact. Like, it's one of the other. Regardless, the penalty needs to be thrown here. Now, J- 
Josh Allen, terrible day. He was the first one to admit it. He had an absolutely terrible day. Zach Wilson looked okay. They got the run game going. Jets defense did exactly what they wanted to do, which was to frustrate Josh Allen and get him to turn the ball over. They did that. The Jets took advantage. The Jets won this game. I I mean, this is only round one. Right. So we'll see moving forward, but... Do we expect something different next game, Charlie? I mean, I I, I don't know. I that, I had I have more questions now about this game than I did leading into it. Um, can I we, think again the contact can we consider thing. Consider that Josh Allen was bothered by his UCL problem. Very possibly, Although which he, he sustained. Swing it seventy yards in the air downfield on the very last play with it. Right. Accurately, accurately, Accurately. Um, right. But still, it seems to be an issue. So Josh Allen is going to drop back for a pass and he gets hit. um, And it UCL is a ligament in your elbow. Basically, it's what when you when you tear your UCL, that's called Tommy John surgery. That's what all the pitchers in the MLB get. Um, And surprisingly, you normally get stronger after having a UCL or a Tommy John surgery. Um, but not good if you're a starting quarterback. No. Not good. Um, and his status for this, the game this weekend is up in the air. So the Vikings are either going to get Josh Allen or Case Keenum, which we'll get into uh, when we talk about that. Yeah. Anything else here? Uh, monster win for the Jets. Yes, huge win. That would have been my other good week. Yeah. But- uh, all right. All right, Charlie, moving on here. We have the Vikings at the Commanders. Vikings, you have to admit, the Vikings are good, Charlie. Admit that the Vikings are good. Yeah, I... Admit that the Vikings are good. They almost lost to the Commanders with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. And the Eagles are 8 no. But once again, here we are. Vikings have one loss on the season. They're 7-1. and one. They're, they're three games on anyone else in the NFC North. They're clearly going to win their division, barring any um, huge, 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 just devastating losses. I mean, Charlie, the Vikings are good. Let me say this. If the 49ers don't win the division and we make it in the playoffs, I hope we go to Minnesota. That's all I've got to say. Okay. Charlie, um, Heineke looked good, but... Heineke ends up throwing what was an interception for the Vikings to go down and then score or kick the game-winning field goal. It doesn't help that the Commanders got a penalty on the first field goal attempt, gave the Vikings a first down. They got even closer. It was like, well, it was like a 23-yard field goal to win the game. But they burned all the clock, basically, to do it. The Vikings came back from a 10-point deficit to do this, Charlie. That was more impressive. Uh, Charlie, at the end, Kirk Cousins only had one thing to say. You like that? You like that? Did you see Kirk Cousins on the plane afterwards? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I I hope his kids did not have to see that. He's a cool guy. They're in full, like, hoodie over the face mode in school the next day. But you know what? He, he's seven and one. He's seven and one. 
not a good loss for the Commanders, but one positive thing for the Commanders, Charlie, their defense looks like they've got their shit back together. I think Chase Young's coming back this week, or he was back. No, he was like, not back this week. I think he's coming back. This there's there's week. rumor that he's talking about coming back soon, but there's everything's still up in the air. But Charlie, their defense looks good. Like Jack Del Rio has figured something out here that they are kind of piecing it back together. Like I expected Kirk Cousins to go in there and Justin Justin Jefferson just to have himself a day, and that he did, didn't happen. He had a, he he had had a good first uh, quarter of a quarter. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. got a touchdown right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he, he should have had another one that was a jump ball that he did not bring down. He had like 70 yards by uh, five minutes into the first quarter or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it possible that the way that Heineke plays allows the defense to rest? It's just they can methodically sort of move the ball. They don't score too quickly. They're not – they're giving the defense time. I mean, I think there is a lot to be said about that. Um, and he's not turning the ball over for the most part. Um, obviously, the one at the end. But, yeah, I, I think um, Jack Del Rio is having this defense play better. The commanders are 4-5, and five, um, but they're hanging around. They're hanging around. They're, um, yeah, unfortunate loss, a close loss. Would have been great for them to win that one, but. I'm I'm good on that game. Okay. All right, Charlie, moving on. We had the Raiders at the Jags. Raiders came out swinging, buddy. Devontae Adams came out swinging, I should say. Came out early with two tutties of his own after having the, the flu game last week where he only had one catch for three yards. Um, Charlie, I, I just think like... Oh, I got my flu shot today it, in case it, you were wondering. I was not, but thank you for telling me. I got uh, it at lunch. Nice. Um, Charlie, I just, I would be shocked if you were to tell us before week one that the Raiders would start the season one and six or one and seven. No, one and six because they've had their bye week, right? They just had their bye week. Yes. If you were to tell me that the Raiders would start the season one and six, I would have told you you're freaking crazy, Charlie. Yep. But it's just like, what is wrong? And then, Charlie, they go, and once again, what do they do? They say goodbye to one of their infamous first-round draft picks, Mike Mayock. You did a terrible, terrible job of drafting these guys. Jonathan Abrams was released today. Mm. Charlie, they so they showed a list of all of Mike Mayock's first-round draft picks. Every single one of them is no longer a Raider, one but a majority of them are no longer in the league anymore. Well, or not currently playing. Could be incarcerated. That's an option. Yes. Um Alex Leatherwood, one of the worst passing grade blockers out there. Henry Ruggs potentially going to jail. Jonathan Abrams just lost his job. Clay, Cleveland Farrell has not lived up to the hype at all. Still, he is still playing. He yeah. is one of the few that is still on that team but has not lived up to the hype. And I remember that draft where it was like, you could have picked any guy on the Clemson's D line and they picked him was a second grade, like uh, a second round grade. Right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Dexter Lawrence was in that one. Oh uh, yeah. And it was just like, you could have picked anyone on that line, but you picked him 
It was just he was the one. He was probably the worst player of that defensive line. Yeah. Um, and they picked him, and it just um, you know, Charlie, high. like we're talking, yeah, third or fourth pick. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it was it was really high. So, Charlie, I don't, I really don't know what to say about the Raiders. I know Josh McDaniels is probably safe in his job, but man, does he need to figure it out next year? And just you know, there is a there is a recovery process here, and they got that GM needs to do some do some damage control here. Well, um, I think that. He, they will both have a chance to turn it around. But it makes you wonder, should we have stuck with Basaccia? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I this this is I just like I, I don't see I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the Raiders. They're just bad, Charlie. They're bad. Yeah. Um Charlie, I do know that the Jags are okay. And Travis Etienne is really good. Yes, he is. Um you know, I, this was probably a good morale win for the Jags. Was it a great win on the season? Probably not, considering... Well, when, now, when you look at it, and the Raiders are who they are... Yeah, no, not really. Right. Right? But, I don't know. I mean, Charlie, my only note here was that the Jaguars played a game. <laughs> they did. Yeah. So, alright, man, let's move on. We have the Seahawks at the Cardinals here. Uh, Charlie... Kyler is the worst. <laughs> he is the worst. He is the worst best player in the NFL. He is so shitty at being a quarterback, Charlie. It is amazing. If he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, I just like, I know we saw that kind of in the beginning of the year, but Charlie, he's scrambling. He runs on third down, huge third down, right? Third and whatever. He's running, 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 doing his little Kyler, a little scamper because his feet aren't very big, and he's just like running around like a crazy man. And he just fumbles. He gets the first down. He breaks tackles, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets the first down, and then he goes, and he just fumbles the ball, Charlie. Someone lightly touched him, and he just fumbles the ball, and the Seahawks pick it up, and it goes the other way. And I literally texted you, and I said, that is the most Kyler play if you were to say how was if you were to watch one play of tell me who Kyler is as a quarterback so far in his young career in one play I would show you that one clip like just the dynamicism of him and then going and fumbling and the ball goes the other way it's like dynamicism wow indeed it's just like he is such a bum Charlie uh yeah I'm a little like speechless with with Kyler Kingsbury pfft, you're the next one to go buddy hate to say it but gone I don't hate to say it he's gone yep mid-season or end of season end of season uh, I don't know at this point I don't know I don't know I am really really curious to see hard knocks mid-season comes out starting tomorrow uh and it's for the Arizona Cardinals it is literally on the Arizona Cardinals. So I will be very curious to see. I saw a little snippet today. I do feel really bad for majority of that locker room because I do actually really like a lot of the players in there. Kyler's probably my least liked player in that locker room. I love D-Hop, um, Buda Baker. I, I really like James Conner as well. Like there's There are a lot of dudes. I love Jeffrey Simmons. You know that. I really wanted him. Um, Isaiah Simmons, I'm sorry. Yeah. Buda Baker was stood up and had a post game speech. It was all from the heart. He was super pissed off that guys aren't doing their jobs, and it was just like, watch more film, do this, do more, and it was just like, 
Are you talking to Kyler? Like, are you talking to Kyler? Because, like, since the new Call of Duty dropped, Charlie, he's 0-2. Okay, I was going to bring that up. I wasn't sure <laughs> if it was 0-2 or 0-3. Yeah, 0-2 since the new COD dropped. That's I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. 0-2. I just can't imagine making that much money being so good at what you do and wanting to play video games. I Listen. You know, it's the new age, brother. I don't know. I, I do know that the Seahawks just grinded this win out. Um, I really thought Lockett would have... Lockett did end up having a good day. He caught a tutty, um, and he had a productive day. I told you Lockett just seemed to be as my cardinal killer. Um, and he didn't have that big of a day here. Uh, Kenneth Walker seems to be just like volume monster like Damian Pierce at this point. Like no matter what, he's going to get plenty of touches and he is cleared going in the next year. He should be the number one back. No, no questions asked. Like to me, he is like a spitting image of Chris Carson. Like he is Chris Carson reincarnated in my opinion. And I would take Kenneth Walker over Chris Carson. I would just from the passing standpoint. Yeah. I think he's probably a little bit more of a complete. They're very, very similar though. They're very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, I think uh, Kenneth Walker has a little bit more potential as a pass catcher. But um, Charlie, other than that, like Cardinals are just ass. They're just trash. Yep. Anything else? No, I love it. All right. Although I really wanted them to win this game so that Seattle would drop a game. But yeah, you did. All right, buddy. Let's move on here. Rams Bucks. Tom Brady looked old as shit in this game. And he didn't even really, I I take that back, because he didn't really look that old. But no one could make a play for him when he was making a throw, right? And he also, he didn't make a lot of throws, right? Like, he was not, Tom Brady did not kill it. So I don't want anyone to think, like, he was slinging him around here and there. But, like, a clear one, Scotty Miller in the back of the end zone, Scotty Miller drops it, right? Um, There were a couple others where, like, Tom missed it. And, like, Tom just did not look good here. And I think he's starting to realize that, that he's just not looking good. Um, But the Rams get an incredible defensive stop in the red zone on Tom Brady. That was the sequence where Scotty Miller dropped it. And the freaking Rams offense, Charlie, couldn't even waste enough time Barely wasted 30 seconds, punted the ball back to Tom Brady. Tom Brady had half a field. And Charlie would have been fine, but guess what the Rams do? They drop back into fucking zone coverage the entire way down the field, playing 10 yards off the wide receiver. What does Tom Brady do? Dinks and ducks on an out route, seven-yard out route to his wide receivers all the way down the field. Gets it within there, and then they end up scoring a touchdown on essentially what was the last couple seconds of the game. But Charlie was like, this was two things. This was a devastating loss for the Rams. Yep. Devastating. Because I think both teams were 3-5 and five going into this game. I think the Bucs has, still have a chance for the playoffs. I don't like their chances, but they still have a chance. This, to me, was a Rams killer. Like, the Rams season is done. Like, it's done. I'm not saying they won't win games moving forward because they are still a good team. But, like, this killed their season right here. Like, the Super Bowl hangover is very real, and this game right here killed it. Like, you could tell, like, there was so much emotion that was poured into this game for the Rams. And to see the faces, Sean McVay, all of their, any guy that they showed post game, it was like, 
straight devastation. Like their dog died, Charlie. I mean, it was bad, buddy. Bad. Well, they're 0-2 coming out of their bye. And after a bad loss to the Niners, a divisional game they really needed. And then they just come out and lose this way. Yeah. Uh, this It may have done them in. I don't really want to... I don't even like saying that out loud because they're not that far out of... I mean, they're only two games behind the Seahawks. And, I mean, they're in third place, but anything could happen in the NFC West. The Seahawks look good. I don't know how sustainable it is. The Niners... It, we're, are catching a groove and coming off their bye, hopefully. Um, but, but anyways, this was a really, this was a tough one for the Rams to drop this one moving forward. All right. Anything else, Charlie? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I'm good on it. All right. Let's move on I to this. I always love to see the Rams <clears throat> lose. So, yeah. Move on to the Titans at the chiefs with a Sunday night football game, Charlie. Um, I think you and I knew this would be a competitive game. Um, I did not see this being a blowout in either way. Um, it just Mike Vrabel's too good of a coach to let that happen. And the Titans did exactly what the Titans wanted to do, right? They went in. They made it a scrappy game. They made it a freaking dogfight from the get-go. Derrick Henry did okay to get them going. Malik Willis looked okay. They clearly don't have any wide receivers that are getting any type of separation. And in fact, the Titans actually are the league worst at wide receiver separation rate so far this season. So that means that they're getting no separation from man-to-man coverage at all. Um, But Charlie, I... Luckily, they're in a trash division. Yeah, it just like... For the Titans... It's a frustrating loss, right? It does go to overtime. The Chiefs end up winning. Patrick Mahomes goes down and ends up getting the game winning points. Like, that's what we expect from Patrick Mahomes, right? Against any team. But, like, I think you are encouraged if you're the Titans because everything worked here, right? Everything worked. I think the only thing for the Titans is, and maybe this will fix itself when Tannehill comes back, but like they they just they ran out of juice in the second half offensively. Offensively. So as always, if you can stop Derrick Henry at the line of scrimmage, then you're okay. Stopping him behind the line or behind the line of scrimmage is a win. At the line of scrimmage, you're doing okay. If he gets beyond the line of scrimmage, you're SOL. Yep. Right? And they did a pretty good job in the second half of stopping him at the line of scrimmage. Um, but I think frustrating for the Titans, but realistically you lost to probably one of the top two teams in the AFC. So, you know, it's not that devastating of a loss, especially with your backup quarterback. Right. And it was 20 to 17, right? You lost by three in overtime. So it's not even like they went down and scored a touchdown on you. Like the, like the chiefs did against the bills in overtime. Like they, they kicked the field goal. So it's like, Again, the Titans' defense did a really, really good job here. Titans' defense looked really, really good. Yeah. And I think they put a blueprint out there on how to how to keep Mahomes into the pocket. I think most importantly, it's keeping him off the field. 
And when you can establish a run game like that, you you can control that. Um, I think that Tannehill would have given them an extra three points in this game. Uh, I, I actually picked Tennessee to win with the hope that Tannehill was playing. But I was pleasantly surprised with Malik Willis just doing a good job. They, did, I mean, it really was a strong game from the Titans. Chiefs get a big win in the AFC considering the Titans quietly just win games. And I mean, the Titans will probably be the four seed, right? I bet they could be higher than that. I, I truly uh, last if, year. If you think about all of the, if you think about all of the AFC teams. One through four is going to be the divisional winners, right? Right. I don't see them winning their division. Well, no, maybe. I mean. Who? I, Who won't win their division? Sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. Because um, I take that back. The Titans will win their division. Yes. But I could see them being the four seed over or behind basically everyone else in the AFC. Well, when you think about it. They have the easiest path to win their division. Yeah, yeah. Their division is not good. And all these other teams are going to have to scrap. Although the AFC West isn't what we thought it would be. Right. But all these other teams are going to have to scrap to win their division. Um, it kind of happened last year. And all of a sudden the Titans were the number one seed. I don't see them being the four seed. I don't know where they're going to be at. Maybe they're the fourth best team in the AFC when it comes down to it. They could be the sixth best team with the two seed. You know what I mean? Like, um, but no, I think Tennessee is a good team. They're going to keep getting better. And as long as Derrick Henry's on the field, which he hasn't been all season, um, that they have a chance to beat anyone. All right. Anything else? I'm good on it. All right. Charlie, let's move forward to Monday Night Football. Last night we had a, a decent game. Ravens versus the Saints. Uh, Charlie, Kenyon Drake can, came up huge for the Ravens. He had a really big game here, um, catching and running the ball. Um, no Mark Andrews. Devin Duvernay looked average at best. Deshaun, Less than that. Deshaun, got one catch for yeah, five yards. Deshaun Jackson makes an appearance and then quickly exits with a hamstring injury. Yeah. I mean, it just uh, not. I mean, the, I don't know how the Ravens are doing. They're hanging in there, and I got to give them credit for that. Charlie, is it time to bring back Jameis Winston? The Red Rifle looked pedestrian, and not saying that he's going to blow anyone away, but I just think it just like the continuance of just like check downs and those like short to intermediate of throws. Mediocrity. Yeah. Just like not pushing the ball down now, the field. Dalton also is limited on his passing options. He's got Kamara and he's got, um, Olave. Olave. Yeah. But they like the Juwan Gillette Jennings. They like Tyquan Smith. Those guys have, have had some production with Andy Dalton. So I don't want to say that they're, it's not like uh, the Bears wide receivers where it was just like a bunch of no-names in Darnell Mooney. Yeah. I, 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 all right, well, my opinion, yeah, you should bring back. James should have brought him back two weeks ago. Um, they came out and said that they have no plans to move away from Andy Dalton yet. So, but yeah, I, I 
Bring a little freaking pizzazz. Bring some Jameis. I, I just think you got to live and die by Jameis. I think he's yeah. gonna he's gonna get turnovers, but he's also gonna move the ball down the field. And I mean, their defense looks okay. I mean, they did a. Lamar did the most damage when Lamar escaped, as he always does. As expected, that's yeah. what killed the Saints, and it didn't seem like they had an answer for that all game long. They weren't able to contain him, and when he did escape, it like always, it was for big chunk plays, and the Saints just couldn't match that offensively. Also, Roquan Smith looks really good for the Ravens. Yes, he, he looks he made a, made a huge impact. Huge impact. I mean, every single time Kamara ran the ball, it was like Roquan was right there on top of him. So, huge, huge pickup for the Ravens. Um, I think that'll be massive for their defense moving forward. Um, but, yeah, good win for the Ravens. Isaiah Likely uh, becoming a fantasy-relevant tight end. Without Mark Andrews, yes. Yeah. With Mark Andrews, TBD. Yeah. I think he's a good wide receiver. I think he could be used as like a Kyle Pitts type, like as a wide receiver. But and he had. It seems like they have used him that way. He's been um, relevant. May not be the best word, uh, fantasy wise, but he has been active. Yeah. Um. He's had a few touchdowns, but um. Yeah. He looked good. And I think they'll target him more and use him more, especially with the injuries. So just keep an eye on likely. That's very likely. <laughs> All right, oh, Charlie. God, I mean, that was such low-hanging fruit. I was really hoping you weren't going to fucking take it. Yeah, well, I did. All right, Charlie. Yeah, we added up everyone's scores. My picks, your picks, and the listeners' picks. And Charlie, what? Where do the records stand as far as our game picks go at the midway point this year, Charlie? Well, first of all, this past week, we went. Bryce, I went seven and six. You went nine and four. The listeners went eight and five. Nice. Um. Also, I didn't write them. I know you told me. After yeah. We added them oh, do you want me to do it? Well, I didn't write them down. I wrote down okay. the listeners. Yeah, what are the listeners? The listeners went 79 and 57 halfway through the season. Nice. Yeah, not bad. Charlie, you went 75 and 62 All so right. far. Okay. I am leading the pack with 84 and 52. 84 wins, 52 losses. Yes, I knew what you meant by that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. So you guys have some making up to do. The listeners are nipping at my heels. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Charlie, good week, bad week? Yep, I did mine. You did your good week? No, what'd you do? Bad week. What'd uh, you do? Uh, everyone else in the Colts organization. Good week, Jeff Saturday. Bad week, everyone associated with what is going on in Indianapolis. Fair enough. Charlie, it's a good week to be Justin Fields. Uh, you're finally starting to get yeah. some some recognition here. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a good week to be the Jets as well, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, their honorable mention here. I think Justin Fields is getting a little bit more recognition here um, for everyone saying that it's finally clicking for him. Um, I would be concerned about him running the ball as much as he does, but he does not run like Cam. He runs more like... Um, the new age quarterbacks. He runs like Tua. He runs like Joe Burrow. He's running, but running to get out of bounds, running to protect himself. So He's a I, Russell Wilson runner. Yeah, I admire him for that. And as long as he can continue doing that, he will minimize the amount of hits that he takes 
moving forward and extend his career. Charlie, it's a bad week to be the LA Rams. Yikes. Uh, devastating loss. Huge, probably a season killer, like I told you, Charlie. Uh, but it's also a bad week to be an NFL referee, Charlie. They Whoa. they botched a lot of calls this week. A lot of calls. A lot of defensive pass interference slash contact calls. I mean, it was bad, Charlie. It felt like there was one game. I don't remember what game it was. But it felt like they, whatever channel, Fox or whoever, kept using their in-house referee almost every other play to help them make the right call. And he was like, he literally was like, well, boys, I tell you what, this is why I like being here with you and not on NFL sideline because this one's really close. I'm like, well, that's not encouraging for a fan watching this game. I'm like, Jesus, you know, like give these guys some support. But Charlie, bad week, referees in the L.A. Rams. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had for that. (laughs) All right, cool, cool. Uh, I, was, I was trying to, I really was trying to think of something to say there, but uh, yeah, I think you summed it up. Fair enough. Charlie, you ready for this week? Let's do it. Charlie, let's do it. We start off with the Panthers and Falcons. Charlie, this is in Bank of America Stadium. Thursday night. Thursday night football. Panthers are debuting their all-black uniforms. It should, oh, yeah, I'm super pumped. It should look super really pumped. cool. The black helmets About are cool. eight years too late on the black helmet. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm hoping this is the start of a reoccurring thing for the black helmets. I think they'll look sick. Um, Charlie, my love here. Atlanta is favored by three points on the road. Uh, Charlie, my love is going to be Terrace Marshall Jr., I think um, he needs to have, he's starting to become more of a bigger role, and I think he should be picked up in fantasy as well. Uh, my hate is going to be Kyle Pitts. Charlie, who's your love hate? Um, I love Mariota in this one, and I hate Terrace Marshall. What I mean by that is just because he got his first touchdown last week. I, I'm just not, like, thinking people need to go crazy on him yet. I wouldn't say crazy. I think he's going to be – I right. think he's a PPR wide receiver, right? He'll have the five catches for 60, 70 yards. Think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where he's training. I think he's – people are going to – People are double coveraging or sliding coverage to DJ Moore, and I think Terrace Marshall has the skills to – to win some balls one-on-one. I think he'll be a good PPR wide receiver. A solid flex play. Definitely moving forward he will with Robbie Anderson being gone, Matt Rule being gone. I just don't know if it's this week. I hope it is, but he's my hate. Charlie, who's your game pick? I'm going Atlanta. Um, I'm going to go Panthers get revenge. Give me the Panthers. All right. Uh, Charlie, moving on, we have the Seahawks at the Buccaneers. In Germany. In Germany. So not really in Tampa Bay. This is in Germany. This is in Munich. Um, Tampa Bay is favored by two and a half points. This is really exciting because I think a lot of people around the NFL thought their first expansion sort of uh, let's dabble in this market should have been in Germany because of how well it did with NFL Europe when they had their developmental league there. And... Just so you know, a Lions Arena, I believe it is, or Lions Stadium, is what's hosting this game. 
Its capacity is 75,000. There were 3 million ticket requests for this game. Wow. It is going to be a freaking epic ordeal here. I think it is going to be so incredible. Um, what an opportunity. I think Seattle and Tampa Bay, I, I really hope both teams show up and play well. Yeah. Because I think this this is a huge opportunity for the NFL. And what a fun atmosphere it's going to be. Uh, I Tom Brady was talking about a little bit on his podcast just how how excited he is. Like this could be literally the most epic regular season game there is, just with the crowd and how amped they're going to be. Um, I think this is going to be really cool. I'm really excited. I'll be up. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how this looks. My love here, Geno Smith. Um, I hate Tom Brady because he's not been, he's just not been fantasy relevant, really. I mean, he's had a couple games where he'll get you by, but recently it's been pretty brutal. Fair enough. Charlie, my love is going to be Tyler Lockett. I'm going to double down. I'm going to say the Lockett has a good game here. Uh, and my hate's going to be, um, Leonard Fournette. He has not been productive on the ground either, Charlie. My game pick, I'm going Seattle on the road in Germany, Charlie. Um, I'm going to go Seattle and hope that I get this one wrong. All right, fair enough. Charlie, let's move on. We have the Vikings at the Bills. What is, on paper, a very contested matchup. Buffalo is favored by six full points. It is in Buffalo. Okay, and there is expected to be some type of weather remaining from the hurricane that is passing through. It should be kind of up and gone or still kind of in the area, TBD. It, it don't, don't really know because it's so far down. To, uh, um, we'll have to wait and see where it's at in Sunday. But, Charlie, my love is going to be both top-tier wide receivers. I'm going to love Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs. I think both guys are going to have productive day. I think this is going to be an air raid kind of day. Hold on now. What if Case Keenum is playing and Josh Allen is not? That is a good question. Because that is a possibility. As of right now, uh, being Tuesday, Josh Allen is questionable, and it's a true questionable at this point. It's a good question. Now. I'm I'm saying this assuming that Josh Allen's going to play. Sure. Um, And I've got Diggs in a revenge game just kind of stick it to him but can you also maybe have case keenum in that same you know the minneapolis miracle can we re-see that in buffalo between the two against minnesota um i don't know but my love is digs especially after having a poor game against sauce um I hate Kirk Cousins in weather in a big game. I don't really, like, really hate him, but below projected. Now, this game really does hinge, I think, on if if Case Keenum plays and Buffalo wins this game, then I think Buffalo is a really good team 
And that would be a really good win against a good team. Um, but, I, you know, this is something to absolutely monitor throughout the week. With weather, could we see more run game? Maybe. Um, so there, there's a lot of factors into this game. Who's your game pick? Well, my hates are oh, Dalvin Cook and Devin Singletary. I, I interrupted you. No, no worries. Uh, I'm going to go Bills. Bills get a revenge game. Assuming Josh Allen is playing. You don't think they get it done if Case Keenum is playing? No, I don't. I'm going Bills either way. Okay. All right, let's move on. We have the Lions at the Bears. Chicago's favored by three full points. Charlie, uh, who's your love-hate? I love Justin Fields. What's not to love? This is a great matchup. Passing, even. Um, also, keep an eye on Chase Claypool. Uh... I hate Jamal Williams in this one. DeAndre Swift is probably not going to be on a pitch count this game. Um, I know Jamal can be a little bit of a vulture in the, you know, it within the ten yard line, but I think DeAndre Swift will have a bigger game than him. Bryce, love hate. Uh, Charlie, I'm going to say that I agree with you. Justin Fields could have a blow up spot here, and I think the two benefactors are going to be Darnell Milne and Chase Claypool. I expect Chase Claypool to be in the offense at this point. Um, he he played enough last week to show that he's. they have some plays for him. I expect that to double and definitely increase. Uh, my hate is going to be Amonra St. Brown. Um, I think the Bears have done a decent job at locking down non-top-tier wide receivers. I don't think Amonra St. Brown is in that top-tier wide receiver range. Um, Charlie, I am going to go Bears get a win on the ro- oh, at home. At home. I'm going to go... I really would like this if Detroit's at home, but I'm going to go Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Detroit. Okay. There you go. Broncos at the Titans. Tennessee's favored by three points. Charlie, my love is going to be Derrick Henry with the Bradley Chubbless Broncos. I expect Henry to do his thing. My hate is going to be Cordero, or sorry, Cortland Sutton. Charlie, who's your love hate? I love King Henry as well. I hate Robert Woods. Game pick. Tennessee. I have Tennessee as well. It's in Tennessee. All right, Charlie, moving on. We have the Jags at the Chiefs. Kansas City's favored by nine and a half points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? I love Miko Hardman, actually, in this one. Um, And I hate Trevor Lawrence. Who do you got? I love Travis Etienne. Um, yep. And I, I'm continuing my trend, as we all know, of hating the Chiefs running backs. As we heard, we we all thought Pacheco was going to take over, and he did play a large amount of snaps. But there's just there's no production from the running backs here. There's none. So I'm going Chiefs is my game pick. I got Chiefs. All right, buddy. Let's keep the train. Although, is this a potential trap game? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. But I think Patrick Mahomes is too good to get trapped. Yeah. It'll be close. I think it could be close, but I don't think it's a trap game. Okay. All right, let's move on. We have the Browns at the Dolphins. 
Miami's favored by two and a half points. Charlie, who's your love hate? I gotta find this game. Uh, what game? Browns Dolphins. Oh, I see it. Okay. Um, my love's Nick Chubb. My hate's Mostert. Okay. I love Amari Cooper. I hate Mostert. Okay. Who's your game pick? I'm gonna go Miami. I'm going Miami. But I think Amari Cooper does have a good day here. I know he's on the road and he mostly has he has all most of his production at home, but no, I think this is a good matchup for Amari. I, I think this is a good matchup for Amari, and I'm 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 not excited to see Deshaun Watson come back, but I am excited to see what Amari Cooper can do with Deshaun Watson. And I made the trade. I traded Ramondre Stevenson for Amari Cooper for that same reason. Mm. It was it's turned out to be a pretty equal trade so far. So, all right. Uh, Texans at the Giants. The Giants are favored by six points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? Love, Saquon. I'm going to... You can't hate Pierce. Okay. You can't hate Pierce. He's a volume monster. Okay, so who am I supposed to hate? Hate Cooks. Cooks is not going to play. Who says he's not going to play? play. Davis Mills. Of course I'm going to hate Davis Mills. Just hate all the Texans. Hate the cook. Hate, hate the kicker. Who's their kicker? Uh, I hate OJ Howard. There you go. He's that works. Second tight end. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at you. Look at you. Okay, who's your love hate? My love is going to be the running backs here: Damian Pierce and Saquon. Volume, volume, volume. My hate is going to be Brandon Cooks slash all the Texans. Charlie, Giants. Giants. Moving on, we have the Saints at the Steelers. New Orleans. Is favored by two and a half points. Charlie, who is your love hate? Love Kamara, hate Dalton. I love Pickens and Olave. Okay. I hate Najee Harris. TJ Watt will be back. Won't? Will. Will be back. Yeah. That's why I hate Dalton. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see that. I just, I think it's both of these teams will have some production throwing the ball. And I now that Claypool's gone, I'm really curious to see what Pickens has. He I'm really curious to see what Pickens like Steelers fans, you should be excited about George Pickens. Yep. Should be excited. Um uh, Charlie, who's your game pick? New Orleans. Really? Yes. I'm gonna go Stellars off the bye. Okay. At with home. With T J Watt back. With T J Watt back. Yep. Stellar's gonna win at home. I think it's a close game though. All right, Charlie, let's move on. We have probably the worst game of the weekend. Oh, boy. Colts at the Raiders. Surprisingly, Raiders are favored by six and a half points. Six and a half points. That seems like a lot for this Raiders team. Yeah, well. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love Josh Jacobs. I hate Jonathan Taylor. I love Josh Jacobs as well. I don't know how well Devontae Adams is going to do just because that Colt secondary is good. Um, I'm going to hate Pittman. I I could see the JT thing, though, too. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like this game. Who's your game pick? I'm picking the Raiders, although I feel like I should have learned my lesson. 
but I am not picking Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I, right I, I, yeah, I can't do it either. I, I'm like, I'm trying in my mind to make any logical like argument for them. I just can't do it. I have to go Raiders. All right, moving on. Cowboys at the Packers. Dallas is favored by five points. Charlie, my love is going to be Zeke and Pollard with Rashawn Gary out. This defense is more banged up than what they would like to admit. Uh, this is this is a wounded animal, and they ain't barking back, Charlie. Uh, my hate is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you will meet um, his his number is 11, but his name is Micah Parsons. And I expect you guys to have a lot of meetings on Sunday. I agree. I, I actually have the same love. Hate. Um, I, I actually had Pollard, um, but also Zeke hate Rogers for the same reason. I've got Dallas. Winning. Yeah, I got Dallas too. All right, buddy, let's move on. We have the Cardinals at the Rams. Curious to see where you're at with this one. Rams are favored by three points at home. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love Hopkins, and I hate the L.A. running backs. I love James Conner, and I hate the L.A. running backs. I also don't like Tyler Higby either. I really thought he would come back and have a splash. He did not. Charlie, who is your game pick? I think I'm going to go Rams. I was curious to see where you would go. I'm not really. Well, who's your game pick? I was I was literally going to go the opposite of you just so we could have a game that we split. Okay. Well, we've had plenty of games that we split. I don't feel good about the Rams. I don't feel good about the Cardinals if I were to pick the Cardinals, but. I'm going to go Rams, I guess. You're going to go Rams? I guess. Yep, put the circle around it. For you? I did, yeah. I'm going Rams. They're in they're in must win territory. Yeah, 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 they are. I'm gonna go Rams just I, I think it comes down to coaching. I, I trust Sean McVay more. Alright, buddy. Moving on. Prime time. Sunday night football. Chargers. Niners. Niners favored by seven full points. For real? Seven. Damn. Charlie, who's your love hate? I love Debo coming off the injury. Hate Gerald Everett. I think he's going to be the main target, and we'll be able to really hone in on him. Charlie, I love CMC. Obviously. I hate Austin Eckler. I will be curious to see if Keenan Allen comes back. There is no guarantee. I would love to say that he is, but I, I think at this point, it's a hope and a prayer. No, there is no guessing on Keenan Allen. If he does come back and he does play, it will dramatically increase the, the Chargers' chances of winning this game. I don't think it makes the difference. Charlie, I got the Niners. Um, I've got the Niners, too. I just want to read um, potential players coming back. Um and this, that's for this game, possibly. Kyle Juszczyk, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, Elijah Mitchell, which puts me a little bit lower on CMC. Um, Are you serious? Are you serious? Well, because I think... You really think Elijah Mitchell's going to play over CMC? No, 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 no. Not, not over him, but I think that we're going to try to not freaking run CMC into the ground. 
So I think Elijah will get some care, a little bit more carries than Jeff Wilson did last week or two weeks ago. Um, Eric Armstead, Aziz Alshair, who's a starting linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, who's a starting linebacker, and Jordan Willis, and maybe Jason Verrett, corner, Javon Kinlaw, defensive line. That's a lot of injuries. That is a lot. Uh, we could look like a completely different team. Um, but, yeah, I've got the Niners. All right. Uh, Charlie, moving on to Monday Night Football. Commanders at the Eagles. Philly favored by 11 points. Woo! 11. Charlie, my love is going to be Dallas Goddard. This just feels like a Goddard game. It feels like there's always someone who yeah, kills the big, Commanders. Big, game, big, big game on Thursday. Night. Big game. He did. He did. And um, I, I just think... With the Commanders' defense playing better, um, I I would have thought that Devontae Smith would be more incorporated, but when you're giving your get when you're allowing AJ Brown to catch as many balls as he's catching, Charlie, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. So Goddard, but keep your eye on AJ Brown. I think he's just he's he's arguably the top three wide receivers, and I don't think he's getting enough credit for that this year. My hate is going to be the Commanders' wide receivers. This this secondary, Charlie, is absolute straps. They're straps, okay? And I wouldn't want anyone to go against them. Um, Charlie, who's your love-hate? My love is Jalen Hurts. I hate Washington's running backs. They did not have a good game last week. I'm going to go Eagles, but I would say Commanders cover that spread. 11 points is a lot for a divisional game. I'm handing Philly their first loss. No way! Yeah, no way! You pick this game? Yes, I do. I do. This game? Yeah, I have a feeling. I've got a feeling that this is the game. That's that's all I've got for you. All right. Your spidey senses. Maybe it's the. Maybe can we call it the mustache oh, sense? Shit! I almost put the wrong. So, just in case you're wondering. Whenever I do our picks, yeah. you're a square. I yeah. put a square and I do a circle. I yeah. just switch those. Whoopsies. Yeah, definitely switch that back. I don't want <laughs> – I ain't riding with the commanders. Uh, yeah, so – Left like hand up. A- Who are we? The C- commanders. CBS. All right. All right, Charlie. Bryce. That about wraps it up for us here. Are you ready for the best segment in podcasting? Wait, you want me to do daily? Oh, that's right. Are you going to introduce me in some yes. jazz? Yes, yes, yes. All right, hold on. Okay. Are you ready? Recalibrate. Yeah. Okay. Give me a little. Wow, 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 wow. You want me to do it just like that? Now introducing <laughs> the one and the only. The baby face with the five o'clock shadow. Not only is he going to tell you all the daily I've never advice, met a baby with five o'clock shadow, but, yeah. but he's also going to tell you it feels great, baby. It does feel great. The one, the only, the Charlie with your daily DraftKings advice. Thank you very much, Bryce. Uh, glad to be here. Um, uh, so. For quarterback, I got to love Justin Fields here. Um, he's at $6,500 playing the 29th ranked defense and 29th as far as giving the most points to quarterbacks. Um, like Justin Fields for my quarterback. 
One running back I like is this is kind of a expensive one, but Josh Jacobs at 7,600 going against the 20th ranked Colts run defense. I really expect him to kind of turn it on this game. I, you know, it's just hard to say with, but I, I, I'm expecting the Raiders to score a lot of points this game and lose the rest of the games of their season, pretty much. Um, wide receivers. I've got an ex- real expensive one here. If Josh Allen plays, I love Stephon Diggs in this matchup, just going against the Vikings. I usually We usually do two wide receivers, but because that one was so expensive, I've got a third. My second wide receiver is Olave. How much is he? Oh, I'm sorry. Diggs is 8,300. There are two receivers in the $9,000 range. Tyreek? Cooper Cup. Um, Chris Olave, $6,800 going against the 32nd ranked pass defense. Um, I like that pick. Now, here's a value pick, Bryce. I love my values. $4,800. Terrace Marshall Jr.? Chase Claypool. Oh, okay. I think that's a great way to start your lineup. Start with a $4,800 receiver, and then that gives you room to... Be a solid flex play right there. Yeah. He could pop off with a touchdown. That's about all you need to have a good day. At 4,800, hell yeah. Um, Going against the Lions pass defense, which, you know. So, uh, my tight end, I know you said this was a hate of yours earlier, but... I've got Tyler Higby, $3,600. Um, the Cardinals give the 31st or the second most points to tight ends in the league. Um, so I kind of like that play. And my defense, if we're going with Bryce's rule under $3,000, I've got the Cardinals at 2700 against the team that gives the most points to defenses Seahawks no the Rams oh the Rams sorry Stafford's sorry. gonna throw a pick six pretty much every game mm. um and that's my daily for this week all right that's a good lineup I like that I like Not that bad. yeah yeah uh Kyle won the unsolicited advice league he did nice nice job Kyle nice job all right um Charlie uh I think we got everything figured out daily wise reminder for daily you're still going to get those, um, the, the recurring invites. Yeah. Ignore them. And you've probably already gotten them. So I'll make one either tonight or tomorrow. And then I'll also resend it on Sunday. Please do not join those other ones. Join the one that I send out. It will be called week 10 unsolicited advice. And once we get rid of the recurring ones, I'm going to start putting fun names on them again. There you go. All right, Charlie. Let's go to the best segment in podcasting. Let's do it. I know we teased him just a second ago. That's right. Charlie. Bryce. What's chapping your ass, Charlie? Bryce, Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week is traveling. (laughs) I saw the look on your face. You were about to rip me for the last three weeks. I've said traveling has been a pain in my ass. It has been a pain in my ass. It has really been chopping my ass, okay? I couldn't even watch the Panthers game, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise, okay? But I'm just saying. Alright, moving on though. What's really chopped my ass, Charlie, as you can clearly see, the Panthers are headed towards a top three draft pick, arguably top five draft pick next year. 
Um, Charlie was chopping my ass as college quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't know who I like and who I don't like at this point. I would expect at this point that there would be a clear front runner. No one looked good this weekend. You could argue Bryce Young looked really good. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just see college quarterback with Bryce Young. Like I. I just don't. And and that's just me. Like I'm gonna have that doubt, and that'll be something if he is. You know, in black and blue next year, I'm gonna have to get over that. I, I don't I just see college quarterback. I don't I don't know that I see the tools to make it work at the NFL level. Um I I don't know. Hendon Hooker didn't look good. Um Will Levis, I didn't get to see his game. Apparently he did look okay, but the previous week in primetime he looked like dog shit. Um CJ Stroud and Ohio State looked terrible against Northwestern in crazy wins. I get it. I get it. But like college quarterback Charlie's, they're chapping my ass because I don't know who I like. I don't know who I want to see rocking black and blue next year. And it's really, it's really chapped my ass, Charlie. Can I just, can I say something about that? I think one of the worst parts, especially considering the Panther season, one of the worst things that happened to the Panthers this year. Is Matt Corral not getting a chance to see what? Yeah, not you know, no one can see what Matt Corral is made of, what he'll look like, because if you had someone where it's like, well, maybe yeah, then you can go get the best player in the draft that's not a quarterback. Yeah, I think I think Sam and Baker both get cut this off season. I think PJ is the only one we carry over because you could probably and Matt Corral because you could probably stash one of the two on a practice squad somewhere, and maybe one of the other two operates as a backup quarterback. I don't I don't know, but I would imagine that obviously everyone knows the Panthers need a quarterback, and I think that's just where we're headed at this point. Is it? Now, what if you found – what if there's a player that is just like – you know, a lot of times the top three quarterbacks that are going to go in the draft. I mean, hey, if we get team. Lamar if we get Lamar in Carolina, you know, we can go and get a nice fancy Will Anderson to compliment with Brian Burns. Could you imagine that? Well, you're Woo! not, not going to get Lamar Jackson. Lamar to Carolina. Lamar Carolina. They will tag him if they don't sign him. Lamar to Carolina. And then y'all will trade your first round draft pick if you go get Lamar. Because they will tag him if they don't sign him. For sure. Lamar to Carolina. So, I guess my question. Well, anyways, you know what? That was your chapped ass. Yeah. That's fair. Don't argue my chapped ass. Yeah. I'm not arguing okay. at all. That, that's a totally. It, it, no, it is fair. And I agree ass. with you. Like, it is a shame that, about Matt Corral. But, unfortunately, it is a real, reality that we're all living in at this point, And he, we're not going to know what he is or who he is until we see next year. I just think. He's unfortunately going to get left in the shadows with whoever the Panthers draft in the first round next year. So I had a chapped ass that I wrote down at lunchtime. Okay. You don't seem like you like that. Well, and then are you committed to this then, chapped ass? And then something happened. Oh. Um. Well. Shaving your mustache. No. Well, so I'll give you my first chapped ass. Okay. Joe Mixon, chat my ass. Yeah, that, that killed me too. Um, well, your aunt had him. And it, it absolutely decimated my... T- I would have won without Joe Mixon. Uh, Chalupa had him. Ah. Uh, and I... 
I would have been fine with without. Yeah, you. I mean, and I should have. I I should have won, right? If Duvernay could have caught a couple more balls for, or returned one punt. Yeah, that was bad. Um, that was bad. Having said that, so every time I've walked into the Porta John, I've thought about the fact that the Porta John Chronicles are back. You called them the Porta John Chronicles, and I laughed to myself. And so today, I'm just taking a normal person. Tinkle, you know, with in the shitter that had been cleaned out. Um, no, not they actually. After the pod, the next day there were two new porta johns. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. So they're getting re-graffitied. Um, those ones have not been touched with yet. A Sharpie yet. Clean slate, Charlie. You have yeah. your first. You could make the first impression. And maybe I will. You have honestly. to. You should make a trend and just start throwing out one-liners on there, like pickup lines or something like that. That would be entertainment. So here's what I thought about. Here's one thing that I have thought about is on the little lock. You know, it's just like a little swivel. Yeah. And if it's up, that means it's open. Yeah. And I was gonna have a little arrow. That says, um, uh, well, if it's to the side, then it's locked. Right. I would have an arrow pointing over saying, like, pee and poop alone with a sad face. And an arrow pointing when it's up, pee and poop with friends. Smiley face. That would be my first one. That would that would be okay. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good one. Uh, I would like that. You know, some, like, dad humor type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I like, start off with that, but you got to set the trend of just, like, writing one-liners in there. I can do that. That would be really funny. One dude wrote poetry, though, and I, I really Yeah, it's that too idea. serious. Uh, no, we don't, no, need, was, we don't uh, need poetry. No, it, it was good. It was good. It was something yeah. along the lines of, uh, like, I, you know, now I sit here tired and dirty, hiding, waiting for 430. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty well, good. Was eloquent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways. All right. More we Porta need, John yeah, we need more Porta John Chronicles. We could write a book off this. We this need this. This is more of a bladder blunder on my part. <laughs> so I went to go pee, you know, like a normal person does. And I was peeing. And these new Porta Johns have a different locking style. Yeah. And, oh, so my little, uh, Happy face. I would have to. It, it's not one of the turny ones. It's a slidey one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like when you slide it, you gotta slide it pretty hard to get it into full lock. Okay. I didn't get it into full lock, so I was. Someone like, walked in on you. No. Okay. But I didn't get it into full lock. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm just gonna pee real quick. Yeah. And so I started peeing, and I heard someone walking up, speaking in Espanol, and I'm like. Oh shit! I wonder if they're coming for this one. And they got closer. I'm like, oh god, they're definitely coming for this one. So I finished up real quick and started pulling up my pants. And boom, they tried to open the door, and he didn't pull it hard enough, so it didn't open. Yeah. But I wasn't quite. I didn't realize I wasn't quite done peeing when I pulled my pants up. Ah. And I pissed my pants. Ah. Just a little bit, but. A little bit of pee in your pants yeah. feels like a lot. Yeah, it does, yeah. It yeah. was uh, quite unfortunate, so my crotch felt pretty wet. And you can only see a little spot in the front. Like, right. But it did go through the pants, so there was... Damn, so you really pissed yourself. A little bit, You yeah. just admitted to our listeners that you literally pissed your pants. Yeah. And you feel comfortable doing this. I mean, what, what are they going to do? 
about me peeing my pants. Maybe I, I guess last you're right. Year, last year I made it on the podcast and I shat myself. So. <laughs> That's why I said it was another bladder. Blo- I know this is not a blood. Shitting myself. Shit is not bladder, it's not bladder. But yeah, but this is. But bladder blunder is a great alliteration that I just you know. Yeah. So yeah. Listen, I peed myself a little bit today. Listen, as now, we get now, older, now, things just start getting harder, right? Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day you shit yourself, the next day you piss yourself. You know, it's like. And then they start getting softer and you have to start taking a blue pill. I, listen, <laughs> I hope not, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it might. So, uh, yeah, that kind of chapped my ass. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. And I'd see that. Up on a ladder with fucking wet crotch. Hell yeah. And I'd <laughs> keep fucking... looking down, like, pulling To up check it? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's... No, it's still wet. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right, it's time to log off here, Charlie. Uh, Thank you, all of you guys, for listening. Uh, Can't wait. We're getting closer to Thanksgiving. Charlie and I thought of a really funny segment that we'll bring to you uh, on the night before uh, we release the Thanksgiving uh, edition of the pod. But uh, keep keep it in rack. This is officially fall. Football's getting good. We are in the thick of it, so enjoy it while it lasts. Yep, like, rate, subscribe. Listen to the guy at the end. He'll tell you how to do it. Thank you. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.